0: This is episode 282 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel, drive like happy, putt like happy, Manzano. I'm not sitting by my chair right now, so I didn't know that I got (laughs) called, so I'm not going to respond. Will, the Hawk 290, has six egg slots. Higwood. Oh, yeah, it's definitely played in the forest, too. Ryan. Too many Cider Mill Donuts, Staniszewski.
1: Yeah, multiple trips to the Cider Mill the past couple weekends, and uh, no one else is eating the donuts, and I don't want them to go bad. So, too many. And
2: James,
0: Latless, Ritter. Yeah, I'm trying to
2: find a Republic list that does not have a lat, that doesn't get melted by everything. So, I'm a little luck. (laughs) Did you You
3: introduce
0: my chair? I did okay <laughs> all right, everybody uh we're back, we're back a week off due to due to me, it was my fault, it was my fault, so um, but we are back, we're up and running. it is good to be here, and this episode. Is brought to you by our amazing patrons. If you want to be a part of our biggest group of supporters, you can get ahead to, to patreon.com slash gold squadron. Now, as for announcements and news, this upcoming weekend is Exagol. The Galaxy's finale. The Galactic Champion will be crowned this weekend. Now, if you're still missing your email for your invite please make sure you send me a direct message on discord and i will be taking care of those tonight and or tomorrow night i did take care of a bunch uh and it was for various reasons people not putting their gsid anywhere on ttt like we had asked them very nicely to or putting their incorrect gsid that was fun to figure out for some people but uh yeah we'll get you of course if you earn that invite you're guaranteed a spot. And tonight, the last thing I'm doing before I go to bed tonight is I'm sending an email to everybody who participated in the Galactic Championships. We are going to have, we're going to have 35 spots open. All right, 35 extra seats available. You have to have participated in Galaxies. You'll get a special link in order to get your ticket and all of that, and uh, and we'll be able to get those seats out. So if you're interested and you played in the Galactic Championship, go ahead. Go to that email, buy the ticket, and get it done. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. we got quite a few things that we want to talk about today. um, And we are going to, here's our topics for today. We're going to talk about the St. Lawrence Open. That was a Canadian world qualifier that happened. We're going to talk about some tournament software updates um, that I have for you. We're also going to be talking about a game that we've talked about a little bit, Aerodome. Uh, it's going to be coming live to Kickstarter here in October, and I've been doing some work with and uh, with the creator of it, and I want to talk about it a little bit. Also, we're going to do preview Exegol. Let's talk about it. What Will new points matter for this? What about new pilots, all that? Don't worry. We'll answer all your questions. Of course, we're also going to make some bold predictions and uh ryan stanisusi's got some just insights some thoughts about things and i mean i like being inside ryan's brain you should too so we're gonna we're gonna get to do that all right we'll dabble in there uh for a little bit but first let's head over to canada we'll we'll head over to the northern border crossover and let's talk about the saint lawrence open there were 40 how many players were there guys 40 odd almost 50 40
1: to 50, there may be some not in here maybe because of drops or whatever uh, I, I'd heard 50-ish and then there were drops uh, but it seems like the final count is somewhere around the low 40s
0: cool so um, our champion ends up being a name that we have uttered uh, quite a bit here on this show It's always in the mix from the Canadian players Brendan Osman Damon with a resistance list hit us with it Ryan so this one,
1: uh, I, I, if I recall correctly, should be very familiar to a list brought by Andrew Oler uh, that won or got close to winning. I think it was either a Galaxies event or another in-person event a, a couple weeks to a month back. But it is a six-ship resistance list featuring Commander Poe with Crackshot Heroic R4 Proton Torpedoes, Wilsa with Ion Cannon L4E R5, uh, bomb generator Targeting Pure Engine Upgrade, Shaza, Belly Run, Iron Cannon Turret, Proton Bombs Targeting Pure Engine Upgrade, Kai Thronali, Tier Belly Run, Dorsal, R5X3, Proton Bomb Targeting Pure Engine Upgrade, Finn in the pod with Predator Heroic Percentive Copilot, and BB-8 with Chewie. So again, featuring the 6-ship resistance with the... Um, Commander Poe and all fixins of three-point ships plus the two-point BB-8.
0: Awesome. Let's keep it going here. Our f- other finalist was Cam Murray. Take it, James.
2: Cam Murray with a scum list, a three-ship list. Um, I think we might have actually seen this one at uh, one of our galaxies pretty recently. Uh, Boba Fett's Kanan Jarrus and Rook cast in the Gauntlet. uh, That Gauntlet has Notorious Mandalorian Child, uh, Veteran Tail Gunner, Drop Seat Bay, Contraband Cybernetics, and Swivel Wing. Uh, Kanan in the Hawk just has Maul on board for the Extra Force and Force Regeneration. And Boba Fett in the uh, Fire Spray uh, in the Marauder uh, has Fearless Electrochaff Missiles, Contraband Cybernetics, Ahsoka Tano, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Uh, So three shift list, uh, but has the ability to do some extra attacks with those veteran tail gunners, uh, reduce some damage coming in uh, with Kanan and a Mandalorian child combo with that uh, white reinforce and then a pseudo infinite force if it uh, if it plays out just the right way. So, uh, very and it has chaff missile in there, so you get of some course. extra. <laughs> of course, it would. Yeah. yeah, because if you didn't bring a chaff, you do bring a chaff, right? It's true. So, some uh, some pretty interesting uh, tech there, um, and uh, brings a uh, five force. Is that right? Yeah, five yep. force. So, oh, nasty.
0: And three ships. <laughs> so very. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a Jedi list. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it going here. Sebastian Demers, one of our top four competitors. Take it, Marcel. Uh,
3: he flew um this list with Django and the Fire Spray with Ed Notorious, jamming Beam, Count Dooku Proximity Mines, False Transponder Codes, uh, the Slave One title and Boba Fett, Grievous, the um, standard loadout on Grievous with Outmaneuver Plating and this One cad bane with uh yeah and the world class starfighter with crack shot heavy laser cannon ion cannon the title uh, and ion bombs and then dfs-081 with discord missiles independent calculations grappling struts you know all of these lists we've seen and just um just real quick uh the top list the the one this one it's one that it is the one that andrew won the last galaxies with uh that was um the, yeah he beat me in the final with that list i think it's almost exactly the same if not one maybe one card difference and then Cameron he also flew the exact same list made uh made the cut um played him and it's it was the exact same list so we're seeing a lot of repetition between galaxies and and in-person tournaments very similar. Very similar.
0: And then last but not least, uh, Jean-Francois Gaudreau. Take it, Will. Uh, better than I could do with it. Jean-Francois uh, might be, have been what that actually yeah, is supposed that, to be. That sounds about
4: right. <laughs>
0: I just could. I just uh, struggle
4: bust there for a minute. <laughs> no worries. Uh, this is another list uh, you should be familiar with. Uh, the Galactic Republic... Uh list here has Hound, Anakin in the 7B, Obi-Wan in the Delta 7, and Contro in the V-Wing. This is utilizing Hound uh, gaining double calculates with C-3PO and then using Corky Kreese to throw them uh, those calculates to defending ships, uh, probably contrail because it's got doesn't have any force. Uh, but of course, it could be Anakin uh, out there as well. Uh, plus, uh, Hound is you using Seventh Fleet Gunner and the fire control. You know, it's fire convergence uh, to support these Jedi. I mean, Anakin's got the crack shot. So this one does not have the. Uh, Chopper, uh, this one has R4P17 and a shield upgrade. Uh, so that's uh, the pattern analyzer droid, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is that uh,
0: is that a player who's not confident in their Anakin, or are <clears throat> they just looking for more? Uh, I'm not try, By the way, I'm not trying to call you out, John Francois. <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying. Or is that a player just looking for like, hey, I would love to use Anakin's ability here if I could, but instead I got this kind of like get out of jail free card return
4: right the difference of like chopper is like getting you free evades it's really where Anakin shines when he's got that evade token plus uh, calculates and his force being thrown at him Uh, this Anakin though with R4 P17 can uh, do like a pseudo proud pattern where you're moving you get your R4 P17 action okay and then you can clear your stuff with Anakin and take a separate action as well uh which is uh, gonna probably be target lock and focus every round of them. Uh, that between, between that kind of action economy plus Obi-Wan basically getting unlimited focus, I uh, guess that's his ability. It's a hard uh, nut to crack. Um, and if you can, uh, it really comes down to Hound, Can you take Hound down, or essentially can the Galactic Republic keep its Hound safe uh, long enough to really utilize that Seven Flea Gunner and uh, all of its support abilities?
0: Good stuff. So this event uh, had a little bit of a different um, format than what we've been seeing at most of the world qualifiers, and I think it may have been limited to the fact that it it was only able to be a one-day event. So it was a top four we haven't done events we haven't seen a lot of events that was just a top number cut but this one was a top four so it followed that kind of standard where the event points uh followed by uh strength of schedule and and going down that uh, that list of tiebreakers to figure out who was in that top four and they went from there. I know I did talk to a couple of the players and if you actually go to the TTT entry on this, it looks really strange. I'm not sure what happened but at least the top four was <laughs> was very clear on there. But if you look at the rest of the data, it looks very strange as to what happened. Who knows? But we know who the champion was, which is uh, which is what we needed to talk about. That top cut. Now, um when it comes to lists, Marcel, you had mentioned it. That we're we're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, repetition or maybe mirroring is the word I was looking for. A lot of mirroring between the Galactic Championships and what we're seeing in person, um, and a lot of the same lists popping up. I know we've had the same points for a while now. People are really looking forward up to a shakeup, up. Um do you what are maybe maybe I should say that for the exit goal section. But I guess here, I'll 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 leave a I'll give you a volleyball, very easy one to hit. Was there anything here looking at that top four that surprised you? Uh
3: no, because everything was already proven to be good before. And um and I you know, I don't necessarily i think it's a combination of the people that are playing online and people playing galaxies are the same people that are going to the tournaments but i think Mm -hmm. the other part is that um at this point in the evolution of this this round of point adjustments Mm -hmm. i i think we're at tail end you might find one or two outliers but uh farmer had um something on his um on the flybutter page, I think a week or two ago, asking like, you know, like has the meta already been solved? I don't think it's ever solved, but it's it's pretty mature. Like people know. We found what's a lot
0: good. of good things. We we, yeah, we found a lot of good
3: things. If anything, the only thing that's surprising is that you don't see any of the double bomber FO
4: lists. I was just looking at that. Uh, the that best... might just
3: be people are just just getting bored of it and also the sure. y-wings the y-wings tend to not care as much uh for that uh, if
4: you fly them correctly that's true i mean they have the health they don't need health yeah, and they arcs. Need you don't need as under, much like, action whatever yeah uh, that's what i was looking at was remy uh was the highest placing kylo out of uh and i think grudge um, out of all of these uh, players, and he went two and two. Um, so yeah, that that was the only thing that surprises me. Where's the first order? They're supposed to be
0: good, unbeatable. It's, they took a break. They just took a little break. That's all. Well, they went out, they're, they're they're hyperspace tracking somebody. I'm certain they'll be back oh, at Exegol. They have to be. They're, sorry, I, I'm man. mistaken. There was there was another
4: grudge, but uh, still, uh,
0: no, uh, not as many as I would assume. Yeah and I know. Are they going one, out of favor? They might, it, might be, it might be that. It might be that. But uh, so here here's a question, right? oh man, see, we're, this all this ties together to Exegol and I think some of the things that Ryan's gonna bring up. But um how about I'll leave this as a little tangent and we'll come back to it. To kind of hit with what you said, Will, um maybe people are getting tired of it. Is it one of those things where like has because the FO bombers have that, for a lot of people that feels bad. There's sometimes this aspect of people being like, I don't, I don't want to fly it because either I don't want to be that person, right? Like they'll mm-hmm. have not that it's bad by the way. Like oh, sure. Please, be I am that person. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll drop those bombs on yeah. your face all day. I'll do it. But <laughs> it might be that it might be obviously access maybe somebody hasn't bought the FO well, pack in person. Sometimes that happens.
4: I mean, it's it's uh there's uh, there's normally a list where like uh, used to be triple jumps or not right. tri- well, triple jumps, but it used to be triple upsilons as well. Uh, where like the ability that you don't know what it's about to do and it can do it so quickly, uh-huh. uh, that, that, uh, you can prey on people, but now we all understand it or hope you right. should understand it at <laughs> least. Like, it's like when you uh, come so, across
0: somebody who doesn't, you're like, Oh, you're going to learn today.
4: Yeah, it was like, I was like, I've heard of those chaffs. I was like, you're gonna learn today. Uh, <laughs> So yeah awesome. I mean maybe we'll we'll see we'll we'll talk more see if they're still uh worth taking awesome
0: well, as we continue here, the next section I want to talk about is tournament software updates um as I did mention last week uh are the say while the save ttt initiative unfortunately was not able to get off the ground because the owner of ttt did not want to part with the software and was deciding to let it sunset with that, we knew that there will be others to rise to the occasion, to rise and say, listen, I'm going to try to take their place. And um, I've had several reach out to me, to be an alpha tester for them. Uh, And I'm not gonna drop names or anything like that, but um, the one that is, as far as I know, the closest to usability for X-Wing is the one that's being created by um, Brian Gamble, who is the person who used to run co-op print yards. All right, he's coming up with one. I've been very impressed with the things I'm seeing, and he has asked me, to run basically a alpha test tournament we're almost at that point we're going to do it after exit goal i don't have a date quite yet i don't not comfortable doing that but when i have that call for that alpha test really what i'm looking for is this first of course it's going to be 100 free because we're just trying to test it and we want to do a three-round event and we, we want like 50 60 people to answer the call and help us really stress test this thing because the goal is that this piece of software may end up being the backbone of X-Wing tournaments going forward. So, the idea with this test is to really put it under load, have 50, 60 players pinging it, putting in lists, going through the procedure, and then giving the feedback and helping us find the points of failure for the software. So, looking forward to that. I don't want to give you guys the name of it yet either because that is not public yet, though – Uh, The date of the event, we will be be letting you all know when we're ready to give that to you. But I want to kind of get it in your ear, and especially if you are a TO, participate in that, okay? Um, And honestly, for the event, you could probably just be like, you don't even necessarily have to play the games. We're going to go through the motions. We're going to play the games. But if you just want to practice clicking around things, you can feel free to forfeit your games, I guess, if you want to. But it's always more fun to play, right? Always more fun to play. All right, but I wanted to talk about that. Now, before we jump into Exegol, I wanted to take a second and talk about this game we've been pumping up called Aerodome. Aerodome, Uh, if you haven't heard about it, it's a game made by a friend of the show named Wade Pichet. And uh, it's coming live to Kickstarter in 7 days, 15 hours, and 52 seconds. Actually, if you just drag that down, you can see the the timer right there. And uh, this... The reason why I wasn't available for the podcast is I was in Minnesota doing a video shoot and helping test some parts of this game, uh, putting some final touches on it. And I'll tell you, I had a great time. It plays really fast. Um, we were, there were two players there who were playing it in about, uh, in about 60 minutes. They played through three games. Of Aerodome, uh, mind you, they know the game well. They were able to play fast. But if you like spatial reasoning and decision making, but you want a you want and you want a fast-paced game. This is it. Um, it I had a great time, and uh, it goes live in seven days. The official like how to play and all those videos I helped them out with. So uh, at least go watch the videos and give me some feedback on that <laughs> when they come out. But uh, super excited about that, and just a shout out to our friend Wade because uh, he used to work for FFG, and he's like, hey, I want I want to make games, so he's uh, he's doing it. So that's awesome for him. All right, Exegol The Battle of Exegol. The Galactic Championship, friends. Um, The question that I've seen pop up in chat a bunch in Discord is, Dion, if we get new points, what's going to be legal? What's not going to be legal? Let me be very clear right now. If we get new points by this Friday, those points for the currently released products will be legal but the battle of yavin cards none of those will be legal because that product is not released yet all right I think that's that balance of giving a curveball. This is a championship. It's time to say, listen, we're we're, we're putting that curveball in there. Find that thing and play your best to claim that championship Um, because I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's really great. But we're not going to go ahead and – and let those new pilots in because there, may, there are things we haven't seen yet. And I think that's just one step too far, in my opinion. Does that sound fair and balanced, friends?
1: Yes. Dion, we probably would want to just 100% clarify for everyone who may have a question related to this. Mm-hmm. When you say release of points, you also include things that are in the ban list, the yes. maybe future restricted list, the Any rules reference updates, anything that comes along with this apparent points update would be in in in, in part of your uh, allowing it to be an Exegol.
0: correct everything is legal except those pilots that are coming in the battle of yavenpak and I, I have full confidence that our man Stephen Kim will have Yazby up and ready to go. And if people need to double check and reset things on the day of the tournament, we'll let you guys do that. We'll make sure everybody does that. And, uh, and we'll get everything up to date and make sure that all those restrictions are good to go. And we'll be double checking with each other if it happens. Now, we have no idea if it's going to happen, but we have to inevitably prep for the release of those points because it could happen. It, it, I think it it we find out
1: if we find out this week if AMG loves chaos or not.
0: <laughs> AMG, let's go! Come on. I know at least one of you guys wa- are watching. Come on, just just drop it. Just, it's it's perfectly safe. Just do it. All right. So uh, that is the plan for those. Now let's let's uh let's talk a little bit now we've talked a lot about lists over the last few months as we've watched the galactic championship develop we had the release of the clone z95 we have the release of the rogue uh class fighter as well let's talk about those two new releases james from those two which one has been more impactful in your opinion the clone z95 pack or the rogue class fighter pack
2: for me personally, the Z. Uh, but, but I think um, in for the, the meta at large, for the meta at large, still for me personally, it's. still... Uh, but, uh,
0: I asked but I the Republic but, guy, to, and yeah, of course, he's going to be biased. He made the wrong choice, <laughs> uh,
2: but I think for sure the uh, the Rogue class, just based on uh, like how much we've seen it and how much of an impact it's made. Uh, like I think it's given um, the, both the Separatist and the Scum. A great uh, five point, um, a five point option in CAD, and that's that's it. It's just CAD. Um, all the other ones, maybe Nam Lum in the occasional list, uh, but it's mostly I think from what we've seen CAD. Um, and it's really it's that crew that he gets, and also the bomb slot uh, that can really uh, crack open some lists um, to give some like nasty combos with. Uh, throwing tokens with the uh, scum version and the separatist able to uh, get some extra actions like in the combat phase.
0: Mm Mm-hmm absolutely now um the other thing I, what I like to talk about is with the rise of online play and the access to this data one of the things that we're able to do is not just look at lists we're also able to have conversations about players and how players perform in different events as things continue to uh to progress now we have had uh, was is it five? We've had five qualifiers. We've had five qualifiers and four champions across those qualifiers. I realized that for some reason the Mustafar qualifier isn't up on the website, even though I made the graphics. We'll figure that out. So, um, but so those people, those people are, if we go uh, from the beginning, in order, we had Christopher Patrick, right? AKA Crispy, who won with um, with First Order. We had Andrew Bolduck, who won with Separatists. Uh, then we have Christopher Patrick again with Scum. Andrew Cox with F.O. And Andrew Oler with Resistance at Musafar. So, we had a double in there. We know there's been a lot of great XTC players that have been playing in Galaxies. If you can't pick yourself, Marcel... Who's, who's your favorite horse in the race, and a dark horse? Give me, give me two. I want to talk to everybody. I want everybody your opinion. Give me a player. Is there, you, a, you, is there a player named either Andrew Christopher
3: or Christopher Andrew?
0: I mean, there's a pretty good chance if you have either one of those names, you have a good chance to win for sure. Did you? All right. But, okay, side side um, note, tangent, so got, mean, tangent. I, 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 Andrew right. is the most common name in X Wing, by the way. At least. Via my data. yes, it's kind of dumb. How crazy. How many Andrews there are. Not that anybody named Andrew is dumb, but it's ridiculous anyway, continue. Yeah
3: so um, I think the you know you have to think Christopher has to probably has to be the favorite just if you're doing like uh, tennis style seating or <laughs> golf style seating, you know like the, the number one seat just because he's won two of them and he's also won a world qualifier um so he's got to be the the favorite uh the the oh, this is an interesting one so i would th- probably put um cam as my dark horse Camry.
0: Mm, okay that's a good one yeah will Who you got? Uh, pick for pick to win it. Pick to win it. Who's your favorite, no. and then a dark the winner, horse. Wait, wait,
3: is it who? Are we picking who the favorite is, or who we pick to win it?
0: Well, you can't pick yourself, Marcel. No, no, so, no that's not what I'm
3: th- I know. Well, You're yeah, I mean, that. that's the the favorite. So I, I if think the favorite is who so you is think the is going to win. Favorite, but um, I'm going to go a different route. Then uh, I think that the winner will be. Um, i'm gonna go cam murray the winner and the dark horse then in that case uh, christopher patrick is the favorite that i think that's 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 not a question okay uh, but the dark horse will be uh i'm gonna go
0: nicholas god Ooh, okay all right he's he's he he is always creeping. Always creeping out there. In in the best of ways, by the way, Nicholas. <laughs> He's always around, around that top cut for sure. Uh what about you, James?
2: Uh yeah, I think I had to go with um with Andrew Oler. Um because, like, or maybe maybe crispy, crispy being some crazy list that just worked for some reason. Why do they work? I have no idea. But he <laughs> brings some very innovative lists that seem to work. So I think I'm gonna go with crispy. All right. And you got a dark, you got a dark horse for me. Uh, what do you mean by that?
0: So somebody who you know they haven't won. Maybe they're creeping around the cut. A name that we haven't been able to say as Octa. often. Oh, okay. <laughs> that 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 counts. Yeah, OctaCon, Octa- you're,
2: you're, you're slipping. Uh, I need to see some real... <laughs> I need to see some numbers.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think OctaCon
2: is the favorite
3: for running second place, right? That's true. Oh, that's true. No, that's true. Are, you, are you insulting the man? No, I mean, I've only done Bridesmaid this year, so I'm not insulting him <laughs> no, without insulting saying.
0: myself.
2: No, Octa's a great player, but I, I think we just haven't seen... Um, that, uh, that great performances that we're, we're used to seeing from him that made him made him X-Wing famous so I'd like mm-hmm. to see him uh, back on the back on top alright Ryan
1: um I sure would like to know if Mr if one Mr. Paul Heaver is gonna actually play in. The- he
0: is <laughs> uh, he is. I, saw, I saw. Will go.
1: He already yeah. said it. I don't know whether to consider. The, can you consider a three-time world dark horse? I, 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 I mean, was going
4: to put him yeah. uh, in dark horse territory, though. Uh, I'll, I'll um, leave, I, so
1: so I, I, I have a super dark horse, but I, I was just curious if he's in there. So I'll, I'll let Will have that one. Okay. Watch. Um. Uh. And I, it's definitely. Uh Crispy, you got a lot of pressure, sir. Uh, especially when you put it on yourself to say, hey, what about me for um XTC representing? Ah, America? there you go. <laughs> so uh I'm not gonna say you, but prove it. Uh but I I think at the right time Andrew Oler is peaking with his resistance list, and other people are performing with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think uh, p- picking an Andrew is definitely on, 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 <laughs> on my high point because Andrew Cox also showing a powerful new variation of the first order list as well, whether or not he'll is, – is he
0: making it too or no? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head. I only know that Paul is doing it because I got the notification today There's like, Paul Heaver has bought his ticket. Like it popped did up it, on my phone.
1: You say he might not make it to Exegol though? I remember him saying that. Uh, Andrew,
0: Andrew Cox said he wasn't sure if he was making it. Paul Paul's there, though. Paul's no, just having crispy. it. Crispy. Oh, Crispy. He also said he wasn't sure because he's also uh, disc golf. He says, yeah, Frisbee golf, right? Frisbee golf, right. golf. and yeah. their yeah. Their, ga- their game-time decisions, if it's a rain out wherever right. they're at, then they'll play. I'm sticking with plan. Andrew
1: Oler for my main pick. I'll say Dark Horse Charles
4: Holcomb.
0: Ooh, oh, that was right. That was
4: right. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. So. This is what, this is what you get for going last year. I, I know. I was trying to be a gentleman. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I actually. I actually said mine, though. Oh, yes. Let me go. Yes, Will. We'll, it's me like, go. Whoa, 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 first. Wherever you go. <laughs>
4: no, mine are easy. Dark Horse, Paul Heaver, right? He did come in and uh do well in Mustafar. Uh I believe he made cut, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh he
2: was in the top four kid. Top 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 sixteen, I think.
4: Was he, top uh, four? he was top four. He top four, won a, the his top eight game, according to this information. Um the man knows X-Wing. Uh is he is he tournament ready though? We'll see. Mm. Uh my uh wait what was the what what were you we calling the other one so that, that's what your favorite 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 thank you you're champion uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually going with someone i see out there practicing almost every day getting reps in uh that's daniel leon uh he's oh, okay. uh, been uh putting the reps in he was flying Ghost for a while uh, now he's uh, he's been toying with the Imperial Swarms with TIE Fighters, mm-hmm. uh, something he is accustomed to. Uh, last year in the XTC, flew a lot of, uh, I think it was Zam. Uh, as his fire spray and a bunch of vultures. Uh, so like a Decimator and a bunch of TIEs um, or a Ghost and a bunch of small base ships. Uh, it seems right in his house. Um can he pull off some wins with it? We'll see. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I see him out there putting putting the
0: reps in. I think he could go all the way. All right. So for me, for me, um, you guys said a lot of a lot of the favorites. Um, I'm going to go with a couple of dark horses. I'm going to go with a couple of dark horses. So a performance that I think is under underrated, and it's mostly because. We didn't get to talk about him in the cut. If you remember, back at Oricon in August, one Alan Clark went 5-0 and said, I can't make it tomorrow, but I'll see you at the Galactic Championship. That man, cold-blooded, he's coming for you. Watch out, all right? So that's the first, that's my first dark horse second dark horse is uh Attila aka Totem he's been a very consistent player out of Europe and um if he's having a good day he could take you like I, I would be worried I was gonna say also um Paul Heaver but. Fair, fair to take that one. Um, And one of the other players I wanted to go ahead and and give a shout out to is um, Jason Chong out of California, another. Very good player who's very consistent um, and is always kind of floating around. But there have been, if you just look at those top cuts, you see a lot of the names repeating. You have some players kind of spiking here and there. Uh, But I I am excited to see what ends up, uh, how, how it ends up settling. And lastly, my final dark horse is Alex Mogensen. Our 2021 Galactic Champion, all right? He was experimenting with the list last, last qualifier during Mustafar. made it far enough to qualify, but was in a similar boat last championship, turned it on, and won the whole thing. So watch out, because he's going to be at Exegol as well. It should be absolutely awesome. All righty. Now Ryan, you got another, you got another dark host.
1: I mean, I I can't believe I, I scrolled through some of the names. I'm like, wait a minute, I forgot he played in an event and like made cut and stuff. How can we forget one of the most like Doug How, Mr. Doug yeah. How himself from XTC.
0: Yep, that another another great
3: wait, player. I didn't even think of looking at the wait the ladder is c- closed.
2: I don't
4: there know what, there. I They are not. We should should put a, we put a, we got a spreadsheet.
2: Yeah, I got a spreadsheet. By the way, as,
0: as they are looking at that, if you are watching at home right now on Twitch, who do you got? Who do you think will end up taking it all? Who are your dark horses? Because I think at this point, um, X-Wing has, we have these names that repeat uh, and do well. Maybe you've heard them. Who's your favorite? You've seen these people play on Hexiled Gaming. You see them play here on Gold Squadron. Who, who do you got? Who do you got? Cell Brute? I mean, I, absolutely. Brendan, Osman, Damon, absolutely running in the race, especially coming off of already winning a championship. Or did he spend? All that mental fortitude. Death Seeker saying Marcel for number one. I don't think Marcel's allowed to win it. That's that's GSP rigged, right? That's how that works. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say that none
3: of us are going to win our predictions because. Because um...
0: you're going to take it. No, <laughs> gonna gonna to lose.
4: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Fair. Absolutely fair.
4: I mean, now, you know, James. You can't, you, you can't say
1: GSP can't win a GSP event. That's clearly been proven otherwise back in the very beginning <laughs> this, of the existence of online play. This is true.
0: <laughs> Space Jab. Yeah. All right, let's start let's start here.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think looking through, so uh, James has compiled a bunch of information about the galaxies, as, as we should. Um, there are our events, we have all the information available. But. I did notice the name a couple times up here. Uh, Kevin O'Connell uh, did get uh, uh, first in Swiss in Oricon. I think made cut in uh, a separate event as well. Uh, I think uh, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, has been putting in the work with uh, Darth Vader Defender and TIE Fighters. Uh, which we did not see in the, the faction we didn't see in the top cut of St.
0: Lawrence, um, by the way, is the Imperials. It might just be because their MO... Their, not their MOV. Their uh, their event points might be trash. Um, well. I mean, you yeah. just going yeah, for, when, a, for a dub. <laughs> uh, you
4: know what? Uh, it's, it's tough to kill all those TIE fighters, all right? Uh, sometimes those TIE fighters can't uh, can't get the kills sometimes they go bx that's right they go pop pop
0: all right well now shifting over to lists by the way if you guys want to bring in players feel free to shout them out as we're going but let's shift over here to lists we've talked about let's go through each faction republic we'll start there we have been seeing that james We'll, we'll 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 let we'll let you lead this part for Republic. What have been some of the common archetypes that we've been seeing out there? Lat, um, <laughs> lots of lats, lots of hounds, and hawks,
2: and uh, Jedi. Uh, but uh, if you want to take that a little uh, f- a little bit further, um, we've seen a lot of Anakin in the 7B, um, and the uh, Seven B, and Anakin the seven B, Obi One, uh Alat and Contrail uh have been has been a really strong archetype uh for uh quite a while. I can't remember when we started to see it. Um was it I think it uh, it,
4: they were testing it before Gen Con, but I think Gen is yeah. the first time it got uh really publicized because Op- right. Duncan had won with it, so
2: pretty noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you thank you for that. Um so yeah, I think that one's a very strong archetype uh for Republic and kinda any variation of that. Um we've also seen the um lat with Z, uh like a Z swarm, uh mm-hmm. do okay. Uh I think it's very matchup dependent and also if you practice it <laughs> enough, you need to practice that one a lot to get your spacing right. Um, and uh, to make sure that you engage all on one target, um, but beyond that, I don't think they have a lot of other great archetypes
0: um, that are currently floating out there. So, are you telling me that that the top the top eight Republic lists will all have Lats? How 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 strong is that in, in your soul? In in Exegol, that's what you're asking me. In Exegol, I would say seven of eight. Seven yes. out of eight, strong. Strong, yeah. strong, strong. You don't all think so? You, don't,
2: you don't, all okay. the way? Hundred percent approval? Eight eight. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably hundred percent. I don't know. I eight. think there's still. I think there's still something to find. There's still something to find in there. We'll we'll see.
0: There's some with some wiggle room in there. J- James is hedging. He's like, I want to be right. Uh, I want to be right next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think there's. I think there's some secret sauce in there. Like I think the booze are underlooked. I know I know uh, Will's a big fan of the booze um, in a very bad way <laughs> but I think there's still a lot a lot of pieces in there art when there three a lot. They were three
4: points pretty exciting really,
2: yeah I would do <laughs> but uh, I think there's still a lot of stuff in there that uh, people can use if they're uh, willing
0: to test in practice all right all right Marcel I'll get it over to do to you pick a faction Okay, pick a faction to do what? All right, I'm going to move on. Will, pick a faction.
4: All right, uh, I'm going to take an easy one. Let's go with uh, First Order. Uh, so what's we're, what we're expecting to see in the faction? Yep. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, the, the Whisper in the Bomber. Uh, you guys have been talking about Uh, like new splashes for new releases I think that box has just taken over first order Uh, between uh, Nightfall the 709th uh, Kylo Flying in the Whisper, Grudge uh, and now almost exclusively Grudge people have been dropping Dread um, or uh, a potential second Chaff Launcher uh, to just take uh, Grudge with the proxy mines, his re-roll, like, uh, the uh, proxy mine should hit, what, uh, Ryan, two and a half damage every proxy mine with Grudge's ability online?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, like, you, because of the, the math on the roll on the two dice, and you're guaranteeing one, you re-roll on the worst one, you're likely to get one out of the 50-50 between the two dice, so, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a 50% chance you're doing three damage, it's,
4: I like the way uh, you put that that's the number we're looking for
1: like oh, <laughs> I don't want to play Ob8 anymore 50% chance this proximate just kills him uh, nope yeah
4: <laughs> I could I could understand um, but yeah so the uh, grudge still going to be trying to squeeze in every list um, if you can't four points to do so pretty good um though they are staples uh the scorch and malaris uh, i think people have been unless you're a five ship list it's um it's hard to get value out of them they're normally your objective getters they're not actually out there to do damage they just happen to throw three dice guns which is nice but really uh there's out out there being three agility um more defensive ships right
3: Mm-hmm.
4: um But the ship that, I mean, I'm going to say hollow, but don't, don't listen to me. Uh, but the, the Z shuttle actually, uh, between Malarys or Gideon, I think is the, the support piece, um, if not the only support piece for first order right now that, uh, between like, whether it's trying to Hux or trying to do some, uh, feedback pings or something, I guess those are untraditional. Terax is normally uh, enough to get you by for support. Uh, the addition of those uh, is very popular. I'm trying to think of what – um, in Lawrence, someone was actually running a very – Uh, st lawrence i'm sorry he got he got uh sainted or whatever (laughs) uh let me see if uh andrew durham was flying hollow malaris quick draw and kylo uh which is uh i think a sleeper actually is quick draw Mm. um that would be my that's my dark horse for first order but the oh, no <laughs> no uh for six points he actually i think does as without jamming he does as much as uh kylo in my opinion and people just don't want to shoot him people want to shoot at kylo uh well they were like mm, literally anybody but quick shoot shooting me range one uh so that's uh a real secret threat out there as well plus i6 very high initiative. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: think it's going um, to a secret anymore. I mean. Quick is uh, good. I mean, well, I'm, like. I'm saying after this last event, I've seen a lot of, like, in a lot of my practice games this last couple
0: of weeks, mm-hmm. I've seen them. Quick draw's popping so, up a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's because it's, uh, for the same six points, it's actually hard to fly Kylo. Like, unless you're out there just in sync concussion missiles every round, um, it's hard to get value out of Kylo. Whereas well, quick draw. So he's going there and start brawling.
0: Here, and here, here's a question. So, and t- this question could come off as, as uh, I don't know, disrespectful for some people. But is Quick Draw easier to fly than Kylo? Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say no. I would, I would actually think the opposite because Kylo has a lot of, uh, uh, with three agility and not necessarily wanting to you know what makes kylo easier to fly in well, my opinion as well oh, as let, me, let me let me let me let me
0: the whisper kylo that's the one i was I understand talking what about what you're saying all right just, what just makes
3: whisper me. kylo easier to fly you, you're talking because of the same point value yeah. what makes whisper kylo easier to fly is that he maintain he does one he doesn't need to lock that instinctive aim concussion missile uh um and then the shatter shot just gives them makes it real easy to to make him hit hard, then his three agility or potential for three agility plus jamming so he can jam action and then have force to to back it up mm-hmm. and if he's not jamming anyone, jam himself and still have three agility with force it makes it a lot easier for him to survive and then finally um, the fact that he can shoot three dice uh, concussion missiles out of the back also makes it makes his gun stay. Active a lot longer Quick draw is two is two points. It's always going to be two points has a has a worse style and Basically, he always has to he's kind of like Like Manaru or any any jump master with punishing one or Dengar where he has to have his gun in the front once his gun gun goes to the back uh, he's he's kind of neutering his own shot a little bit because then he's rolling two dice, and also he's not he has to get off his action. So the first time that he comes in, there's not a he's typically not flown with a coordinator. So the first time that he comes into combat, he's gonna come into combat let me, taking so, a target yeah. lock. Let me introduce and not you to sort of
4: focus to to back
2: yeah, him up. I, I want to yeah let let Will talk about. Let me introduce <laughs> you to.
4: Pattern Analyzer, Proud, Electronic Baffle, Quick Draw. Uh, so you, you come into combat with a hard one and you can get a focus lock and you can right away baffle off the stress and take two shots round one. Yes, but in order to do that hard one, you have to
3: position it. You, you sure. have to, fly. I mean, you have to fly it very... You have to be very careful with the way you fly it in oh. order to Get him into a position where you ha- where your hard one no, is already set okay. up to I get I... target locks, focus, uh, yeah. double shots, and not at range
0: three and or. I want I want to stir the just... pot a little bit though. I want to stir the pot. I got a question for you, Marcel. But are you arguing which one is easier to fly, or are you? Because it sounds like you're arguing to me which one is better. What, no, what I I, think, from what yeah, I heard from you, I think, I you, think he's better.
4: I think he's convinced me that Kylo is probably easier. Quick, quick draw does draw. have like very specific things you have to do. Okay.
3: Crow can just hit the instinctively ceiling. button. In my opinion, Quick Draw is has a better potential. If okay. if you're putting the reps in and you're practicing, I think you get more out of quick draw. Uh-huh. If you're just picking up the list and saying or you're picking up a list and saying like, hey, you know, I'm I only get limited reps in this and I don't have that much time to practice. You'll get more value out of Kylo. So Kylo easier to fly, easier to get value from. Quick drop more difficult to fly, but you can potentially do more damage and get more value if you put in the reps to to practice the your setups and when to when to stress yourself, etc. Very
0: cool. Very cool. Love it. Love it. All right, Marcel. So, beating back to you, pick a faction.
3: I'll do scum because I think that's kind of the more wild cardish. So I didn't say Cam Murray. So Cam Murray, obviously, slime, uh, Boba Kanan, and um, and something uh, rook. else. No, it's the rook. The
4: rook, rook, rooks. The um... There's just the rook. no, there's, there's no, rook? No, s. no s, no s. It's not Bosca. It's not kashka. Okay, it's Rook. Rook. So I think that that is, is
3: there. So is, um, you know, you get uh, kind of like what Crispy was flying. Um, I think that same tournament, right? Or the tournament that he won something with, that he won it with, uh, which is with you get either the Q9 or the other, or the Mandalorian doing those, you know, you're never going to damage me uh reinforce plus force plus uh, those type of lists and, but but you also get in my opinion, I think the um, the scum has the biggest potential for untapped talent or mixture of already known talent built in a uh unique way that kind of plays well together. I'll send you a list on our Discord so you can pop it up. Okay. This has been my go-to outside of the Imperial one that I've been flying. Uh, the one that I just shared on our Discord has been my go-to for like the last month or so. Uh, just for when I want to have fun, but have fun in a competitive way, uh, which is five Initiative 3 lists. I mean five Initiative 3 ships. Manoroo, uh the same way Crispy had it loaded out. It, it's good. Um, Lats with trickshot, Lando, perceptive copilot, gamut with protector club, uh, which basically gives makes him a double coordinator. Uh, Ahav, which with so many medium and large base ships flying around, it can be a very nasty three pointer. And then latent because I need another three pointer to fill in the list, and the potential to have a four die gun in play is is always good. But again, I've been flying this a lot and doing really well with it Uh, I don't think it's as good as the empire imperial list or some of the other um resistance spam or five ship or six ship resistance lists but the point that I'm trying to make is that there are so many good options in scum and there's a lot of um lego type of lego block type of opportunities with with scum and resistance but i'm pretty sure ryan will speak on the resistance in a minute um there's so many different plug and play type of ships that are just really great value for their points gamut key amazing value kanan amazing value um the mandalorian or q9 pretty good value manor is probably the best five pointer out there in my opinion I, i don't know many other five pointers that running around with two agility nine hole and just, uh, you know, the potential of rolling four dice, four or five dice on every attack, double modded, and it's just a lot of value pieces to, um, I mean, you can do some really nasty stuff, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, not a lot, I'm pretty sure there's a few things out there that we have yet to see. And we're not even talking boss yet, I mean, or... I mean, Moralo in objective play is surprisingly very good. Uh, He is very good at objective play.
0: We haven't seen, okay, but we haven't, we haven't seen much performance on, on that outside of one Marcel Manzano. It's not that there's not, it's just that there's so many different choices and so many different options.
3: Um, and when somebody puts the time in and actually practices and tries, you know, with different different ships from the faction, they they've done well. Again, looking at Crispy winning, looking at Cam Murray, looking at um, there was another there was a couple other ones that that did pretty well, and um, you know, uh, Boba Fett. I mean, Boba Fett's always always there. Eamon, there's always that that was it. Oh, Ob- Manaro, um Kanan and something else or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Those 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 are still out there. There's just just a lot of plug and play that that are that have the potential to win the entire tournament. So it's just it's a fun faction. But it's a it's a fun faction. I don't know if somebody wants to go into Exegol, be in the final in a in a you know, testing something out to see if it does well. Probably, you we're probably going to see a lot more of the things
0: that have already performed. The tried and true. Mhm. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's keep it rolling, Ryan.
1: Yeah, as Marcel alluded to, I may as well hit uh, one of the other high-performing factions right now: uh, Resistance. So it's got a lot of layers to it, but I think it boils down to uh, you need to start with identifying um Are you going to have one or multiple centerpieces? AKA, are you picking Ray, Poe, either version of Poe, or Chewy, like one of those six to eight ship lists? Are you trying to put any of them together? As we saw Duncan at Nova, and uh, maybe other people have taken just the Ray, Poe, and then Thing. Right? The Kova, the whatever other last five-point thing. Or, as Paul took in, um, in Mustafar, Paul Heaver chose to take Ray, Commander Poe, Kaz, and BB-8. So, I, you know, we still had multiple stacks of, like, your centerpiece ships showing up in, in multitudes before getting to what I think is the most common thing, and that is pick one centerpiece. Is it Ray, is it Trigger Poe? Is it Commander Poe? Or Chewy, right? Those are your four options. And then fill out the rest of your list with the plethora of two to four-point options, realistically. I, honestly, we'll boil it down to the two-point is only BB-8. We know that. The 4 point in, it in most of these conversations is Kaz. All the other four pointers, just it's it's a massive drop off in terms of what people consider to be viable in that regard. After that, it's fill out your three points. You have all the Y all the three point y wings. You got Wilsa, you got Shaza, you got Kai. Wilsa's number one in my opinion. I four good. You already have the boost link in, link into calculate, which is good for at a higher initiative, but also l4 er5 passing that calculate to a friendly ship at the start of engagement in your arc is extremely valuable that is very akin to the hound corky Cree, c3po throw and calculate to friend as well that has a little more information because you choose on defense when that comes up versus this one which is start of engagement still both great information after that, people can discern if they want Kai for the loadout amount or if they want Shaza for the I3 one more initiative and an ability that might actually trigger. I think that Shaza's the one Y-Wing that might actually have an ability that will trigger more than the other two Y-Wings. I don't think anyone's digging for Kai to hop over and do some leapfrog and stuff. Um, and then you have the other three-pointers that uh, can show up. You have Finpod. In my opinion, is more valuable than any of the Y-Wings besides Wilson. FinPod can tank so much damage if you want him to, but he can also dish out some ridiculous damage being for only three points. And he doesn't need to do any fancy anything fancy. He just he you can either put him on a board edge and you can dare your opponent to just commit way too many resources to him while you go do everything else with the rest of your list or they leave him alone and he's free to use all of his mods on offense which is always dangerous at the low initiative two that shoots later it's a very dangerous shot likely after you've maybe used your mods for other shots on defense but there's also the other end of the spectrum for your higher initiative three-point ship your Jarek eager Uh, a lot of people have been featuring him with taking a missile very likely concussion missile taking false transponder codes that I five high initiative lock jam can get past that calculate from Wilson. So you have a little better modded concussion missile shot. Plus it's I five with slam, which can be very valuable in certain objectives. You can decide later if you need to slam out of something, if you need to slam into a zone like assault or get back into a chance
0: engagement zone. Can Um, I I get your opinion on something real quick here, Ryan? Sure. Jarek Uger. I've seen probably the most common illicit on him that I have seen is over two modulators. Is that the right choice? I think over two
1: modulators is the right choice if you're taking cluster missiles, which is a a dark horse option that you can use if your other pieces in your list, you don't feel comfortable in your swarm matchups. If you want something to cover what kind of Commander Malrus does in first order, providing that initial... Burst of damage. Now, not Commander Maurice in full, where you get it twice a game, but only mm-hmm. once. Where overtune modulators can be there to help with the multiple shots and maybe some return fire. Um, I think if you have Wilsa around, which you should, if you have a list that is a five ship or six ship resistance, um, your passing calculates take false transponder codes, let the calculate get passed, lock, calc. You might need both. You might only need one to modify the offense. You might need some to help you modify the defense. So, I I think false transponder codes is still very valuable at I-5. Um, Overtune modulators to me is, depending on if you're taking a different missile that, uh, I, I don't know, maybe someone might really like the idea of Overtune modulators and Magpulse. Something to neuter them further... But mm. you're getting your mod built in yourself to go do it at I5 versus locking with a concussion missile and jamming them, getting a lesser uh, mag pulse, but getting more damage. Not saying there's some secret tech in there, but someone might try it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it is FTC, uh, is the better one, in my opinion.
0: False transponder code. Okay. Um, cool.
1: And we've seen a higher emergence of this new six ship. This commander Poe is being your sort of kind of, I more equate him to a wedge in this list. He doesn't have his wedges ability, but he does have the I'm self-contained double modded every other turn. Um, I'm throwing a proton torpedo. I'm six points. As long as I trade up, I have five more ships in my list that can take care of objectives. We know how good the Y-Wings are. We know how good Finn is. And we're seeing an emergence of BB-8 because of things like this six ship, because of things like Paul Heaver using Commander Poe, Ray, Kaz, and he had two points left for BB-8. It's it's an annoyance ship. It can just take care of objectives. If you put too much um, emphasis on trying to kill BB-8, other things are going to be doing a lot more to hurt you. Um, You can never discount Ray. Ray hits so ridiculously hard.
0: And I guess here's my question on on the Poe. Like, I've been going back and forth between Trigger Happy and the the Heralds of Hope Poe. And I guess the question is, is the double action every other turn good enough? Because one of the things I feel like we've seen in stream matches for some players when they have that Trigger Happy Poe is they become a little bit predictable. At times, or if they have the overdrive thrusters, they spend so many turns out of play. Uh, and this is aside from assault at the satellite array, but so many turns not being productive that that double action pose sometimes has too many actions. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind it's kind of strange I, the, what what I've seen out there.
1: You're in a situation where you have so many options to get out of situations. You do it, but at the same time, you're getting so far out of situations. You're not contributing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely a game state situation where people got to decide. So I've I put a lot of time into trigger happy Poe before Gen Con, and I think there you never want to play a complete game where, uh, unless your opponent gr- drastically messes up. Um, there should never be a game where Poe never gets shot, right? Every game that I had, that I had won using that Poe, even lost sometimes, um, Poe lived, but like on one or two health, but that's because I engineered engagements to where I'm not getting shot by three ships, I'm getting shot and trading with one of them, mm-hmm. or I'm taking this shot, I'm I'm, I'm staying here. And taking this double modded shot, but I'm trying to only use my target lock on this shot, say, or pre- preparing to seeing what the results are. Like, I'm very conscious of what I'm trading when a Poe is trading shots with someone. Um, obviously, and- when you have Commander Poe, you're more maybe com- not committed. But you're maybe more uh, OK with maybe even trading all of Poe to trade up to something because right. it's one point less here at six versus the seven. And there's less of a whole ace investment to it. Now, I we've seen a lot of... We've seen some Poes go torp po. We've seen some right. Poes go outmaneuver Poe. We saw Duncan do outmaneuver. We saw Hall do outmaneuver. But we're seeing, uh, like, Brendan and Andrew do Proton Torpedo. And I think there's a very distinct difference as to why that's constructed that in their list. The Poes that are in Andrew's list and... Um, brandon's list Mm -hmm. those pose don't have any other target more valuable than him right right so if you play the outmaneuver game you're already telling your opponent you should look at him anyway and they already want to look at you because you're the highest cost ship in the in your list look at me so uh, like you may as well bring the proton torpedoes and say Mm -hmm. if you look at me i'm gonna make it hurt like straight up um versus me trying to get around you so you don't look at me But if you're a Poe in a list with a Ray or a Chewie, something equal value or higher value, then you're telling your opponent, well, if you don't look at my highest value thing, I have this outmaneuver Poe, whether it's commander or trigger happy. But if you do look at this Poe, especially if it's trigger happy, that Poe can very easily leave very well. Even the outmaneuver Poe, I think Paul had had overdrive Mm -hmm. thrusters. That can still leave every other turn very well and just deke you out. And Ray or Chewy are just hammering you because you aren't doing enough to them to get them off the board before they put enough damage in you for your game to
2: not make a comeback.
0: Very cool, James. You wanted to make a point.
2: Uh, I just wanted to say that, um, like, like uh, that's part of like, like trading ships out is uh, what, what what Ryan was mentioning was. Um, I just wanted to also touch on the fact that, like, you can throw your Poe in there to take one or two big shots, and he will live. Like, it's very unlikely for Poe to go down in one round unless you just put him in a bad spot. But it's okay for you to let him take one or two big shots. And, but if that take, if that, cause if, if you get, you know, like, let's say Darth Vader, you put him in front of Darth Vader at range one, and he's double modded and all the things, he's gonna shoot at him. You know, he's not gonna shoot at maybe your Kaz, uh, or maybe your Ray that's um, that's also in a tough spot. But if you put you know the Poe right in front of him and give him something juicy to shoot, maybe he th- maybe your opponent will thinks so that they
0: could take him down, and then you just get him out. That's very true. That's very true. It's very true. <laughs> Baiting people definitely makes them sad. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's keep it rolling here. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Empire. Empire is uh is the 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 faction that starts with three famous words, friends. You know what they are. It's jingo jingo wampa. You can't you can't go without it, okay? Nah, you definitely can't Wampa listen, listen, listen you,
1: you can definitely do just jingo wampa. You don't need the double Jingo sometimes.
0: You don't have to, but it sounds better. So I'm going to go for Jingo Jingo Wampa, okay? Uh, by the way, our patrons are going to be getting our Jingo Jingo Wampa Christmas holiday end of year card, all right? So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but, yeah, so we've seen a lot of a lot of TIE Fighter swarm is what we've seen. We've seen different variations. Uh, we've seen the newer evolutions that start putting Tie Fighters plus other things and getting more ships. So, for instance, Marcel had brought a uh, was it a seven ship list? Seven ships, six of them Tie Fighters plus another had Countdown in there for a little bit of spice. We've seen some different variations there. Uh, if you're going big Ace, of course, you can't go. Empire without talking about Darth Vader in that defender. Extremely consistent, heavy hitting. Uh, a lot of the times we've been seeing lately is the heavy laser cannon variant. Uh, you're going to see Malice out there, um, probably Juke as well. Very, very consistent. And Malice being able to bring those critical damage in and triggering those pilot crits to get that force back up makes it a Darth Vader that's hitting three, four. Hits. It's almost almost every time we have seen Vader whiff on a shot. It has happened. It is possible, but it is very rare. Um, another variation that we've seen in the Empire uh, has been decimators. We've seen especially Morna key is the is the latest hotness. I think in that uh, in the Empire being able to manipulate that reinforce where we've seen people f- get in trouble is that mismanagement of. Either the engagement with Morneke or the management of where that um, reinforce ends up being players who are getting uh, taking advantage of Morneke are flanking and not having to worry about um, about the reinforce and uh, that can be a very powerful tool. And we've also seen a couple of people flying TIE fighter swarms with a Reaper in there carrying Palpatine. Uh, They're all uh, four or five points, so most of the time what you're seeing is the defensive one, Captain Faroff. But once in a while, if somebody has an extra point and they want to get offensive, you may see Vermeer, Vermeer, but that's kind of rare. Most of the time we're seeing... uh, captain Fairoff. but as for other legal ships um we are almost never seeing tie heavies uh, a tie interceptor is is a word that we have not spoken in a very very long time a uh, little bit I, i'm not sure if it's so much a dark horse but a ship we see, see pop up once in a while is darth vader in the tie x1 if you're going for a quote-unquote budget vader and um as for v1s and gauntlets i don't think we've seen them wait did somebody lately somebody recently did something with uh with an imperial gauntlet am i remembering that correctly i think it was uh with hark i believe okay so not common but who knows if we end up seeing it at uh, at it exegol was
3: the, it was one of the european qualifiers that he will see their first or second place
0: mm-hmm So there might be some secret sauce there. We don't know. But uh, the ones I've mentioned previously, though, that Jingo, Jingo, Wampa, some type of combination of TIE Fighters, plus another smaller piece like Countdown, like we saw Marcel do, either single or double decimator, sometimes Vader with a decimator and a little bit more on there. And once in a while, you might get a little Reaper uh, as well, most of the time carrying Palpatine. Did I miss anything there for the Empire? Defender plus
3: five. I mean, that's kind of probably like the most common list.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's uh, Yes, absolutely. Thank you for clarifying All right, so with that the two factions we haven't talked about are rebels and separatists We can kind of pick pick at those together will you want to talk a little bit about the rebels And what we kind of have been... I mean, we haven't really seen much Rebels lately.
4: No. Um, Not particularly. Uh, They are... Hold on. Uh, They were traditionally Luke Wedge plus two other ships. Right. right? Uh, But I think we've seen uh the rise of uh vcx use Mm -hmm. uh instead of wedge or um instead of loot taking out one of your heavy hitters and replacing it with uh callus chopper sometimes uh i mean four dice gun uh the dorsal veteran turret combinations are you getting two shots out of this thing plus saw just an easy focus mod you can carry around um when people aren't shooting you, if you're not the priority target. Uh, the notables, though, have been, uh, I think, U-Wings, a staple uh, since subjective play uh, between their stomping. Uh, most of them have some sort of support mechanic, whether you're throwing focus tokens with Benthic or you're stomping rerolls with... Magvillaro, or even uh, Saw Guerrero who's got the biggest loadout and the highest initiative for the Ewings, uh, he could even provide offensive free in addition to perhaps Leia or other things you might be trying to bring with him. Uh, but I feel like uh, the Ewings uh, should be looked at for five points, eight health on two agility, and like I said, Saw, I think Saw Magva and uh benthic all are boasting like 15 point loadout 15 plus loadout on them too uh let me look here unfortunately b wings a wings not expecting much uh there is a style of uh, swarm if you will uh that we've seen creeping around uh in a couple ways where you're combining up like Aaron, all the budget buys you got like Aaron Kraken, Mm -hmm. uh, Arvel hobby, right? Those are the, the popular three pointers. Uh, then you're trying to mix in some Y wings as well. Uh, the, the four point Y wings, uh, specifically Dutch and Evan, uh, because they have, good abilities and a lot of lowdown uh, but they can bring chaff missiles uh as well it could be a pseudo replacement for uh like a bomber type of uh line troop out there just trying to eat shots and uh disrupt the enemy as much as possible allowing your multiple other ships uh to get objectives uh the uh i'm gonna bounce this one over to you guys i mean mm-hmm is the Wedge, Luke, normally Fen and Rao. And I've actually seen uh, Dutch be more popular than Colby Mm. uh, in this kind of archetype. uh, Because you can coordinate Dutch then. And Dutch coordinates Wedge, most likely. Um, So you get a little bit more flexibility uh, in that. Um, Plus, you can swarm them up and all these other things. that archetype uh, essentially has died off uh as we've moved from the initial P versus P style of lists back all the way in, in the points drop and like Richmond mm-hmm. uh was the first event that we covered uh to where now I feel like we've we've hit a, 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 a almost leaning back towards objectives where you gotta bring five ships. Uh, or you need to be able to bring like large bases for assault. Um, that kind of of style of play. I think and... it's three
3: cards that killed that archetype, and I think I do really? think it's not it's not valid for for tournament play anymore. Like I I don't think anybody. If you're thinking of taking like Luke wedge plus something, don't do it. But I think it's it's three cards specifically. why, Why? The first one is um, uh, the Shaft Clouds. Uh, I mean, they're prevalent. The second one is also the prevalence of False Transponder Codes, how many ships are taking them. And then the third one is Aiden. Um, Between Aiden, False Transponder Codes, and Shaft Clouds, you're going to find yourself in a very Very steep uh, uphill climb in a lot of those matchups, and and you're not doing objectives very well either. So, um, I mean, I, I I mean, there might be other little things that might be helping. The double reinforced. There's a couple different lists. Double reinforced Canaan, kind of making your shots a little bit that makes a lot of sense. But. Yeah, it's just not. Because even like the, the
4: Han variants, trying to get four quality shots, still are doing well. But then they come across one of those archetypes, though. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, the the Rebels, they're definitely in a weird place. Like we, like you said, Will, we've been seeing those VCX. Um, but, man, those those things are ticking time bombs. That's my, my always my issue is like, go ahead. I, I just put this up if if you don't mind.
3: I put yeah. something in our Discord chat. Okay. I'll um, grab it right now. I
0: didn't
3: even know you could fit this, but I, I I put it together like a week or two ago. I think it was a week ago. Um but it's basically
0: Yeah. Ah. Oh. One second. Did I put please? the wrong No 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 I just didn't oh. I didn't get all the, the text. Go for it. Oh, we lost you, Marcel.
3: Sorry, well, I'm muted. Uh, yeah, with you can fit two ECX plus Ors and basically all all three ships have the potential to, to double mod their shots. And when you have the combination of swarm tactics plus Fenrau on the list, it allows you to. Um, basically, it allows you to, to, double boost. Both V C X because you can boost one of the V C X to initiative five, initiative five shoot. Then if again it's 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 based on how you set yourself up. But with Route, get rid of the stress because you engage with the V C X first at initiative five. Pull your stress at the other, um, the other V C X to shoot again with with boosted dice. You can really double mod both of those. You can double mod your Jano shots because you're probably walking in with double focus. He doesn't coordinate, so he's using all his actions for himself. So I, I, again, this is something that I would not fly, but this is something that I would definitely test if I had enough time to to play around with it because you're talking about um, the ability to reinforce plus still mod your offensive shots uh boosted either five or six die shots. Um
4: and, and yeah who is this yeah. reminds me uh James maybe you might you probably have a better knowledge of it. Who was running that yeet cannon in Mustafar? Uh
2: I have it up I think
4: I think he lost on stream is it um or did he win on stream? Was it, Sam, it was Durbin? Was Sam Durbin? Yeah Sam Durbin. Uh, what uh, I just remember, he had Janoris and Callus, I think he had uh, Kraken and Colby. Yeah. Which is some value uh, pieces.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think we saw Colby just get like he Colby got blasted. But...
4: <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yes. sometimes the notorious doesn't uh, release you from the aggro as much as you would hope.
2: Yeah, it was Callus with Saul, Leia, Kraken with Elusive Plasma jan with elusive perceptive moldy crow and colby with notorious r4 and cloaking device that's right he yeah. put the cloaking he, he cloaked colby and threw it at him and was like yeah mm. shoot my four agility x-men and they did and they <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
4: <laughs> but i think uh, it, that's what reminded me myself is like man that you cannon, like i don't think you need two but like man just one of them if you're well, just the out there it, threatening a five dice gun was enough yeah the reason i people like
3: two is because it, it changes the target priority a little bit because oh, sure. um usually when you have one out there to dion's point is like okay we can kill it That's and if you target, target right? that, in, you, yeah you either bring bring,
4: you, you yeah.
3: yeah so you go in there and you kill it mm-hmm. but when there's two of them around same thing when you're playing with like double decimators when you're playing with double decimators um it becomes more of a target of priority i mean a, a target of opportunity versus a priority target mm. where okay i'm going to kill you know this decimator first but okay now i'm on the other side of this decimator and i got this other decimator in front of me so i'm going to start working on that one so and, and they, have two, it... they have
2: two they have two half pointed that don't matter for most scenarios hmm. uh like yeah two two bzx is yeah. on four
0: or five health yeah nasty <sighs> 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 All right. Well, and our last faction to cover, of course, are the Separatists. And I I just went ahead. These are – this is the list of the uh, most common offenders. Ryan, you want to talk about these a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure um, in – this is sort of similar to Resistance, but you have less options that are viable. You you pick how many centerpieces you want. But generally – I think the, mo- uh, the most successful ones we've seen are at least have General Grievous in it, right? Yep, that's you know, why I put him at the top. Yes. <laughs> Grievous, and Grievous is pretty much a standard loadout card because <laughs> it's just outmaneuver, impervium plating, soulless one. Done. Bye, bye, bye. Five points. Extremely valuable five points. Probably one of the best five points in the game. Um, now, we've seen people like... Octacon and others go into the Swarmier side of things, providing Grievous a bunch of bombardments, or X amount of bombardment drones, and X amount of vultures. Um, We've also seen Grievous and Cad, plus X amount of bombardment drones, X amount of vultures. Um... I've rarely seen any hyena besides the bombardment drones. Why I'm just mentioning bombardment drones. Um I think the only time we've seen anything other than that, it's been a separatist drone carrying chaff missiles with yeah, I was
2: about to mention, yeah, just, dual just fire chaff. spray of Django Sam. Um, yeah, just a Such versions. a
1: low amount of popularity, it's not something you should plan on seeing. You could have a plan for it, but don't it's it's such a low percentage you don't worry. Um, and then you have, then when you start mixing in Django, that's where things start to, I I think, really flesh out why Grievous can be such a menace. Is because when it's similar to the Poe Ray dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. If yep. you look at Django, you're not looking at Grievous, and that is scary. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not looking, but if you're looking at Django, and you, or sorry, if you're looking at Grievous. Then you're not looking at Django. And you only have so many turns that you can kill a Django with the, yep. with the resources you have available in your list. Um, so I think personally, the the better separatist lists right now include Django and Grievous. After that, you make the decision is it going to be Django, Grievous, plus a Bonk Barman drone and two vultures? Or is it going to be jango grievous cad vulture i'm personally on the side of jango grievous hyena two vultures um, cad has some ridiculous stuff he can do however you want to load him out however you want to utilize his ability it's powerful but he is as durable as an average t70 and there are enough high powered things. In other factions to say i can commit these things to kill cad bane and cad bane is still worth five points and that is still a viable amount of points for me to care about killing and not feel like i've wasted resources doing so not saying that you could should commit an entire list onto cad bane and let the rest of the entire list just flank you and destroy you positionally but there's it's not a lot of resources necessary to kill Cad Bane. I think he's the easy target first when he's on the board with Django, Grievous, and a Vulture. You can make it difficult for them to try and kill Cad Bane, no doubt about it. And it is a list that has proven to do well. Not saying it can't. Um, I think the the best loadout that I've seen, Cat. I've seen plenty of variations of it, but I think it's Ion Cannon, Heavy Laser Cannon. You take the Dual Cannon uh, Threat. You take um, your Xanadu baseline title. Um, I think Proxminds are really good. That threat of if something dies, Cad Bane gets to reposition and choose where that Proxmind was going to be next turn is extremely dangerous that opponent has to respect. And a lot of times in not in the front of their mind uh, when they're planning on what they should be doing against you. Um, but again... Cad Bane's ability doesn't work if he's dead, uh-huh. and I kind of like having the five ships and some some uh, droids that. So I I personally like the math of just saying, all right, either you let my droids do all the objective stuff they want, and try and uh, burn down Grievous or Jango, which can be difficult. Grievous is very durable, and Jango is a fire spray that does not have to commit his front arc to anything because he has back arc with boost at I six. Um, Or you can go after my droids, but all those shots you took to kill two vultures and one hyena, that is seven points. That's it. And you have to have enough firepower after killing all those droids to do enough to Django or Grievous to finish out the game. Because generally, scoring less than 10 kill points is not enough to win a game.
0: All right, so that has been the faction-by-faction faction breakdown. Man, like, this is, uh, I, I am really curious to see how this ends up shaking out, guys. Like, this is, uh, this is going to be crazy. Now, we're going to do bold predictions, and we got one other thing that I want to jump into. But before we do that, uh, we've talked quite a bit about the, uh, Iso Iso Plane Initiative. I want to give it another shout out here, real quick. Um, we have been talking about uh, the fact that there were going to be some special initiative tokens. Uh, they're being uh, created by uh, Putini, and uh, they are now officially available to order. You can see you get that set of five, and they include uh, a GSP as well as a Hexile and three special colored yellow, blue, and purple. Uh, Isoplane 2023's uh, in there and this whole initiative is uh, Daniel Lim aka Isofane uh, just trying to gather some money together to allow players or give players an opportunity to uh, basically apply for some grants to help get them to worlds. Because uh, like they say in the, like the slogan is worlds is for everyone. So uh, if you're having trouble getting to Chicago, I had put out a a call. I know he's got a bunch of responses out there. And if you want to help out with that and also just get some, some, uh, some easy swag, go ahead and put in the order. I'm going to be putting the link to this in our show notes, as well as in our um, in our excama- exclamation point iso plane um, tag in uh, in. On uh, on Twitch, and you'll be able to get that done. And basically, uh, each set is fifteen dollars, and that that entire fifteen dollars, or fifteen pounds, or fifteen euros, depending on your uh, your your location, that entire sum actually goes towards a donation because um, the owner of Putini is essentially donating these objective tokens. And you, all you have to do is have given the fifteen buckaroos to uh, to give to that. So that's uh that's easy. So go ahead, get that done. I know I personally I <laughs> I went and bought five sets because I want five of the GSP ones. I'm just gonna be honest. It's what I did. <laughs> easy easy I know what I knew exactly what I wanted so I went and did it um, so shout out to isophane for uh, for getting that done all right let's go ahead and do our bold predictions boys Our bold predictions who wants to start who's willing to be bold our bold predictions for the galactic championship I got I got a real bold one. Okay. It's going to be
4: won by a three-ship list.
0: Ooh.
4: That's right. As all us talk about objectives, I still think that uh, someone can go out there, uh, bring the big dogs, and uh, make it work.
1: I'm gonna say that's not bold enough. Oh. Mm. We just saw Cam Murray take three ships into the qualifier in Canada. We've seen Duncan take three ships into top four of Nova.
0: We've seen it. You've been called out! And and my
3: pick for the winner was Cam with three ships. That was my favorite for the winner.
4: Well, I apparently think that's more bold than you guys did. (laughs) So I did not choose those. Uh... Oh fair enough. Well I mean what is bold then?
1: Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't think it's bold enough because there have been results with three ships. They haven't won. There's not a high consistency. So it's it's borderline. But I mean, we did just see Cam Murray make a final get match at a qualifier. Mm. I've seen small yeah, but, but
0: that's Canada, though. Count. No. <laughs> oh, he just called oh, out shit. all of Canada, the XTC champions. You just like they just, they just, they
4: just let the XTC just like you guys can have this one. Yes, let's about roll over for you.
1: Three ship separatist list the to top four in that galaxy. That's season. crispy
4: though. <laughs> Okay. It's a bit different. <laughs> is
1: that the same thing with Duncan at Nova? It's just Duncan?
4: It's just Duncan. It's just Duncan. This is what I'm saying. This is what I've.
0: Uh, Mark uh, Myers, I
1: think... who went undefeated in his Swiss at Gen Con, who took Ray Pokova also. Look at
0: all these three ship results.
1: <laughs> okay. the only thing I, mean... I pay attention to swarms. I have to know what three ships exist so I
4: <laughs> my swarms can play. Uh, well, I'm um, like. Uh, who's won? would name a winner
1: you're right no i now are you saying are you saying there's gonna be a final table three ship now that's no
4: bold. oh uh you know what i'll increase i'll increase the stakes on that then S- only six ships on the final
2: table that's a bolt on on both sides what no total yeah, what yeah, yeah yeah total on both sides of the table yes yeah.
1: So you're saying a three-ship list will win. Well, Cause there can't be two ships.
4: <laughs> uh exactly.
0: All right, who's who's next? Who's next? I'm going to say a lat
2: uh latless republic list gets into the cut.
0: A latless republic list. That that is quite bold, sir. That is quite bold. The the boldest. (laughs) And the least likely, probably. (laughs) Marcel!
3: I don't have any good ones. Uh, Let me think. Not a single rubble list will make the cut. Is that bold? Or is that predictable? Uh, That's kind of predictable. I'm feeling
1: a little weak on that one.
0: Uh, 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 let me think on it a little bit more
1: how many people total like what's the cut size gonna be
0: so with I mean it depends on how many people end up getting their tickets and everything like that it's a graduated cut I would expect us in a perfect world we end up having at least a round of 32 it might not be 32 players but like more than 16 so a 5 round cut is what I am hoping for that's what I'm expecting. I mean, let me me put it that way.
3: I don't know. Um, I'm leaving it to no rebels. If if that's weak sauce, I'll go again after uh, after Ryan. Ryan.
1: Right. And this is where I'm like partially not sure either because a lot of things to me seem very obviously we went through it all, and not too many surprises come to mind without being going too crazy and just think that's not possible at least very highly highly unlikely um All right.
0: you know what while Uh, you're thinking I I I got I got mine locked and loaded (laughs) go, go for it all right bold predictions a rebel list makes the top 8 at Exegol a rebel list somebody somebody's got some secret sauce or they are just passionate their name is 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 someone like a dread champ who's like no I'm gonna do it my way and take it all the way though he's kind of flip-flopped to resistance lately but he's
4: gone over to resistance they got better raw wings <laughs> I
1: mean I'm gonna make say it top, make it top 4 and what? Top four? You said 40. that they
0: won't make the cut. I'm going all the way to the top eight. That's bold. Yeah, but there might be only, like,
3: one win in the cut. It might be, like, a top 16 and then one win in the cut.
0: They will make it past two rounds of the cut. How about that? Bold enough for you. All right. <laughs> all right, Ryan.
1: um
4: i got i can i can oh you got one
1: uh i was about to formulate but if you if you're 100 i i got a
4: i got a question for you and maybe you can tell me if it's bold enough to answer how many force points do you think will be in either the final table or the winning list
1: That's a... Man, I gotta go three, because that includes Vader's, that includes Kylo Whispers, uh, doesn't include Rey. Unless you and got some weird one. includes Anakin to... Seven Bs. Well, one. If would be if it's Republic, it's way more than three. <laughs> <to> be real. <laughs> True. That's like All six. Right.
3: I got a bold prediction. There will be zero force in the final.
0: Ooh, slapping around the force users, and we we do reserve the right to say that if the points completely change by then, that all of these are invalid. By the way, okay, just want to say. All right, <laughs> gotta put. I got I got a hedge for us boys. At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Unless I end up being right, then then not. Then it's valid, because. I make the rules, and I'll break them if I want to. Um, I'm going to say... Brian. <laughs> the
1: least popular faction will win.
3: Which is
0: Rebels? Well, depending on who... Still, a lot of people oh, still being Rebels. The, you mean the By faction the that results, taken the least? Yep. Is okay, so going... you guys you want that's, you pretty, want that's, pretty, that's pretty bold good. yeah that's good I like Use it
4: you're uh, your, your hedging your base with uh, Separatist um, but then also yeah I Rebels mean, have really fallen off some people
1: really just haven't off. been taken first order why I don't know actually I'm gonna double down on my prediction we doubling down
3: double oh down. yeah yeah doubling down uh, right. it will be no Rebels in the cut and no Force in the final i are taking them both.
0: All right. He's taking two. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. It'll be a good I'm time. I'm going to say the most successful chassis
1: is a Y-Wing. Keep in mind, that's saying that's better than TIE Fighters. That includes FO and Empire. And all X-Wings and all Fire Sprays.
0: Oh, that'll be a fun one to figure out. <laughs>
4: Nice. It'll be easy because there'll be like 16 Y-Wings in the top
0: cut. So.
1: <laughs> don't, don't anyone take any other Y-Wings except Resistance, and I'll be right.
0: All right, there you go. <laughs> don't
1: you be taking no Rebel, no Republic, <laughs> or no, no Scum Y-Wings out there.
0: Gold Squadron Bombers, here we come. All right, and JTL715 in the chat says... uh, So, we have invitee players, and then we have buy-in players. The players, like I said, those 35 seats that are going to be open says, what if a buy-in player wins it all? Then they win it all. They win it Uh, all. It's an open seat. If if you're playing, you have a chance to win. That's right. That's right. So,
1: with- I got a spicy bold prediction. Spicy, hit me. None of the winners make cut.
0: Oh! Y'all being called out. Oh man, the Andrews and the Christophers all cry. I mean, if two of them don't show up, that's not that hard to do. But
1: that would be pretty crazy, though. All right. But hey, that's why they're bold predictions.
0: That that's right. That is why they're bold predictions. All right, let's go ahead and head into our final segment. Ryan, you wanted to hit us with some knowledge. You had some nuggets for us. So interesting tips. Yeah,
1: so um, the wonderful Chris Allen has been keeping a database, and feel free to share it out, Dion, uh, the website advancedtargeting.computer. Basically, he pulls in data from List Fortress, and he compiles it based upon events that have a certain amount of people uh, that, that have an attendance to make sure there's not a bunch of just small events coming up, what is designed to be uh, more com uh, higher quality compiled data. Now, granted, we don't have a lot of X-Wing, right? In the past, there's been more X-Wing to compile data like this. So, um, you can definitely make some conclusions from this. We're going to look at stuff from this to see, because all we, all we can base off of our decision-making and what we're bringing at lists, and maybe even how we're feeling on stuff and maybe how things might be changed with these points updates. Um, from the data that we have for the games that we've been playing, right? So it's as simple as, um, in this website, um, mainly I look at the page for pilots. Um, uh, He still keeps up with upgrades and factions, but the pilots can generally determine as you build lists what is going to be the composition of your list, right? Some of the columns are as simple as the name of the pilot, a general image of it, the faction they're part of, and the ship. That's the baseline information. Beyond that, you got lists. Now, this is, for a very great example right at the top, the ISB Jingoist. That 442 list so far makes it seem like, oh, they're counting two per list, right? No. One instance of ISB Jingoist shows up in a list, that is one. If a second shows up, that's still the same list, one. So we've still had 442 instances of imperialists with at least one ISB jingoist. It shows their cost in the cost column. Percentile is something, um, the easy way to break down percentile is basically, um, take, if you play in a hundred player Swiss, okay? If the ISB jingoist, we're gonna round it to. Uh, actually, we'll take Wampa. That's easier. Wampa is a 60th percentile ship. That means out of 100 players, Wampa's average placement in a in the finals of a Swiss is 40. Right. So you take the 100, subtract the percentile, you get where Wampa should land in where when he's taken in a list he's going to average finish out 40th out of 100. Okay. Um, cut rate simple we've seen the talked about that a whole bunch of times it is what is the percentage chance or the at the uh, if you see this list about uh, for Wampa's example about 33% of the time you're going to make cut if you bring Wampa. Matches is just the total amount of matches, cut matches or win percentage. Your percentage chance of winning if you bring this pilot or this pilot's uh, win percentage against the field, and then you see how many cut matches and the cut win rate. So, what I want to what I want to get from all of this is I'm going to bring one simple sentence that I said to Dion, and he responded with a very entertaining gif, and that is we have not won. But multiple pilots <laughs> or lists that are performing better than the Nantex were at their peak. Okay? So for all of you who remember that, everyone was up in arms and going crazy. Burn it that down they had it being nerfed. It was being burnt down. The Nantex were destroying the game. Yada yada yada. Right. So let's look at we want to really narrow down for an example, which is probably the highest and best performing list in the entire game right now, is the first order list of Kylo, Dread, Grudge, Malrus, and Scorch. Now, the common denominator in that, so you can help try and figure out where this list is really performing its best, is I don't see Dread in any first order list except this one. So if you want to look at the pilot dread, we see that it's cut win rate is 85.71%. You have a 85% plus chance to win any cut game. That is insane. To put in perspective, the Nantex at their peak had a 64%. Cut rate, cut win rate. That's it. Okay.
3: Now. Wait, 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 wait. So w- go, do that one more time.
1: Okay. So when you're no, in. No, no, just el- this.
3: Just so there's 83 lists and the 85.71 win rate. Um, if you take Crispy out of that, who has played that and won multiple tournaments with it um i I think i I don't know how much one person is skewing this particular result now you i'm not saying it's not good it's it's still necessarily, s tier list and one of the best lists out there but the nantex were being taken by everyone like it wouldn't be 83 it would have been like 180, like even people that were not very good at it, they were taking it because it was just so easy to play. Uh, where this one, it's probably you know being driven by a couple people that have just that are really good.
1: So, wouldn't you have to always prepare for the best players to play the best list, though?
3: No, I'm not, I'm not yes of course you have to prepare for somebody like crispy or somebody else that that sat at a similar level flying it but just in general like if you're just doing it's not an apples to apples comparison because i think the nantex were were more broadly taken by everyone versus the well i mean we're seeing even now like people that you know there's tournaments not like the one that just happened in canada where nobody wants to fly it, whether it's, you know, for whatever reason they don't like it, whatever, they're not flying it. If the Nantex were available, somebody would have flown the Nantex because everyone was flying it.
1: Okay, so let's go to another pilot that has been taken more than dread and is not part of the First Order list. Wilsa Teshlo has the same level of cut win rate as Nantex. Now, Nantex, there's another, there's another, uh, I think, The two main columns I've been focusing on recently has been cut win rate, because once you make the cut, that's where you're playing the most difficult lists, right? And this is going to sound maybe elitist a little bit, but on a high level, it's not crazy to make cut for list archetypes, not for a person, okay? So a lot of different types of lists can make cut. Consistency is what matters, right mm-hmm. so, for the percent so but to, to make to really separate the men from the boys, the women from the girls, right, you need to figure out who can win when it 's elimination time, when it 's in the cut what 's in the bracket that 's what gets you higher up to win the championship okay but also you need to be able to make sure that that list and that pilot performs well enough to make sure it makes cut and because of how many different events have had different types of cuts, whether they're graduated, whether they're like the Canada one, they had a certain top X number and the wide variety of how many people have been at these events and maybe some events that have had multiple days of Swiss. um, The cut rate is not as, is not as valuable as a number as the percentile percentile gives you where your ship is likely going to place or on average generally the the average ship is going to be around 55 percent in in the percentile it's higher than 50 because there are drops and other things that the some of the data can't account for completely Um, but if you're above 60 percent in the percentile or even like high high 50s like 57 and up that's a very well performing ship so for context, the Nantex did perform much better than a lot of these ships are on the percentile end. They were in a 70 percentile. So your average Nantex player was making 30th on average in those events for GSP. So that is the one thing that it may have over a lot of these ships. But the consistency of how many ships are at 60 up. So like I said, Will, Will Teshloh, has the same cut win rate as those Nantex is being taken up as we've seen almost taken in every resistance list is been in 129 lists has had 7 or 570 matches and it's in a 60 almost 65 percentile so you're almost getting 35 35th rank or around that average Basically, and Marcel, you bring up a good point, right? So, like, why aren't these people bringing these lists? That's honestly a question I have for the people and you guys. A lot of this data I'm showing is proving that these lists are crazy good, have been performing crazy good. Why haven't people uh, clamped onto them like the Nantex? Why haven't people had as visceral a reaction to these lists as Nantex. Like, what, what are the reasons we're not seeing the community reaction to the First Order list, to some of the pieces in Resistance, to some, or the Resistance Y-Wings in general, or or even something at, outside of either of those two. Let me see, what was the other pilot that we had in here? I think it was Commander Poe, or no, Poe, Commander Poe, both Resistance. I think there's an Empire piece that's really up there, but either way, there are a lot of numbers that are edging close to how successful the Nantex were, and I want to know from you guys why hasn't the community had a visceral reaction to it? Why haven't uh, people said uh, doubling down, let's just uh, everyone take it, we're going to get a bunch of mirror matches and is this going to be indicative to what type of points adjustments we're going to see?
0: Like, I, I think it comes down to two things. Um, the Nantex felt worse, right? So when you tell me TIE Fighters, right? Like, the game started with TIE Fighters. I know it's not the same TIE Fighters, right? It's not the same thing. But, like, in, from a distance, you tell me, like, oh, those are just two dice guns that, that are doing great. That's so cool. TIE Fighters are winning. But the Nantex had thrived in a world where their mechanic was taking advantage of what people thought is like sacred part of the game was the dial right oh my god they could do all this stuff because by the way for anybody who's newer to the game uh the nantex used to be able to use their ability even uh, even if they did not fully complete a maneuver now with the current errata they must fully complete the maneuver but I, I, I honestly think it comes down to that, Ryan. It's not even... Most of the time, those overreactions have z- very little to do with the data and everything to do with how it felt. That's, that's the ob- observations I've been. Basically, and I mean this with all the love in the world, most X-Wing players are not analytical. They are emotional creatures. As 100%. am I.
1: But... Then I ask, how can people haven't had that same emotion to the first order bombers throwing chaff at them? It's it. it people have um, have accepted the it's not an if it's a when. They just accept that they're going to get chaffed. Like saying that's going to happen no matter, and they can't. They literally cannot do anything about it. Like why doesn't that feel bad to them either? And also just being responded to immediately after getting chaffed you're you're getting a bomb that has a 50 50 chance to do three damage on whatever it hits so why aren't we getting that visceral reaction that the nantex had similar to the first order bombers that are doing things that feel maybe outside of the the good feelings of x-wing
2: james you got something for me uh i agree uh that i agree with you Dion like you it doesn't feel as bad um like i feel like with the Nantex i i only had to play against it i think 3 times and i was about ready to sell my stuff <laughs> um <laughs> but it, it just like felt bad like it doesn't matter how you engage it doesn't matter what you do you can't win, and I feel like it takes away the agency that the player has. Um, at least with the Chaff Cloud um, Apocalypse, um, <laughs> we, we we at least have some agency on when that happens. Like you can you can make it to where it's not as bad for your squad as it could be, um, and you can do that by setting up differently. Or engaging faster than they can, or uh, by ha- finding ways to get rid of it quickly with like seismics or uh, like R two D two, and just stuff like that. Um, or b- bring passive mods that don't need actions that you get taken away on the chaff cloud. So a lot like... of
1: those things that you said as well could also be used against the Nantex because they, as we're seeing, as I mentioned with the numbers. The Nantex could be beaten; they were not mm-hmm. unbeatable, but they did win a lot, and they were obviously very successful. I I'd be curious is if this is this is me speaking. In if this happened, if people took the first order list as much as they took the Nantex list, I wonder what kind of conversation we'd be having. Right oh
2: now. yeah, I, that's I very agree true. With you. Yeah, and like I I feel like we saw more list representation. Uh, we would see a lot more uh, community cry out, which I think see, Mar- that's, Marcel and I said there.
3: And that's what I was saying earlier, that with the Nantex, what happened is just they were good, and they were so good that everybody took them. The problem with the Nantex was and why there was such an outcry is because they were so good, and it was so evident that they were so good. And they were so far above the field that not only the good players started taking them, like everyone started taking it. And it was just like, legal. I mean, it was, it was. Not just everybody the good players,
0: everybody. You
3: know, you it's know everybody. I, I,
0: I, <laughs> I know it's, you know
3: what I mean? Like people that, are, that have <laughs> practiced it and, anyway, yeah, I'm not gonna defend that. <laughs> um, the, the, the With the uh, first order one, yeah. like you can go to a tournament and not face it at all, right? Or face it maybe once. So it doesn't feel bad if you lose against it because you're like, eh, you know, I lost the game and and whatever um, With the Nantex you could It happened so fast and it was so Abrupt and not abrupt. It was so in your face that you would go to a tournament and Or online tournament you would throw up at a tournament and four of your five rounds would be against Nantex. So you'd be playing Nantex. If you were five and zero, you were playing against the Nantex. If you were one and two, or one and three, you were playing against the Nantex because everybody was. It was just all over. You could not avoid playing two or three rounds of against Nantex in a six-round match. And it was and just the, vol- the, uh, the sheer volume of it.
4: The the difference, I think, to me. Which uh to your point, Marcel, is that those Nantex lists were how many predators should I bring because I'm bidding against other Nantex. Right. Right. There was only like one real list building decision to make. Now though, I mean Jingo Jingle Wampa, you want decimators, you want Defenders, you want Iden and mo Moff- you know, Iden and the Gideons. Uh, they come in uh, a wide variety of flavors, uh, for the Imperials at least. The First Order, we've already seen evolutions, people going more whisper-heavy because they they found out that it's, uh, it's not the stress so much, which is pretty nasty, um, but the jam is equally as powerful on those chaff clowns. Uh, so instead of chaffing somebody else, they would... Or bringing a second shaft, they would just bring a a second whisper uh, to to jam out there. Whether it's Nightfall or whatever, I think Nightfall is the the four point one. But uh, I think so that gives a visual uh, when you walk amongst the tables. Yeah, they could be Jingle Jingle Wampa here, there, and Grudge here, and you know they could be on every table, but they would always normally be in different variations as much as we talk about like why aren't you running defender vader and five tie fighters people aren't though uh because for whatever reason it's one-dimensional or uh they would prefer a decimator things like that uh but it, uh the the small tweaks and stuff on there there's i mean let me i'll put this back to you share crispy's list but like i said i think we've seen evolutions on that even with andrew cox and a couple other players uh sticking with that archetype but like as far as like imperials is is there a definitive imperial jingo jingo wampa item list
1: i think similar to resistance there's enough variation where a single list archetype is not targeted similar to nantex was but there are pieces that people have s- definitely started to formulate as these. Like, everyone, a lot of people hate ISP Jinguists. Let's let's put it plain and simple. They right. might almost hate it as much as Nantex. But it's, they...
4: I'm sorry, to hate Iden more than these Jinguists, to be honest I, with you. I, I, uh, I, I mean, I can deal I with did. the TIE fighter, but an Iden protection is...
1: I I didn't I, I hate Iden more than the Jingoists um, but I also hate Defender Vader more and more I, think. Um, <laughs> all and right. I hate Kanan Hawk the most um, but uh, I think people are starting to formulate there are pieces that they don't like I've heard of people who hate Finpod they hate dealing with him, they hate fighting him I hear people who started to not like Resistance Y-Wings they, they don't like seeing all of them on the field zipping around, just a bunch of Y-Wings everywhere so people formulate different opinions that they of those don't lines. like, but, but there's not a singular list. They know the pieces they don't like. But whether it's because people just wanting to play different things and not wanting to just, oh, I'm not going to be the guy who just does what the other guy does. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. A lot of people like to be the person to find the thing that that they can make it feel like it's theirs, right? hmm there's not a lot of people in X-wing who will just grab a list, even if they never built it, and just say, "I'm bringing the most competitive thing I believe will work for me." It's like
2: the the just, net the net listing versus like building your own list or the crispy factor. I think what we've yeah. <laughs> what we've well, come to find.
1: And so I it, I I would never frown upon any one net listing. You do what you gotta do. You feel like you're comfortable playing the game. And whatever your priorities are. If I'm you a like dirty winning...
0: netlister baby I'm... Yeah, yeah, there's, just, there's different all you, do like, you All day.
2: <laughs> Being able to look at a list and be like, I know how to fly that. After like only one or two reps. That's a skill. That's not, like some people just don't have trained mm-hmm. on. But Like
1: um, yeah. I think uh, when we interviewed Andrew Cox. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not a list builder. But I'm a list finalizer. I know how to make the <laughs> final tweaks to do what will put the list potentially into the next level or mm. do what it needs to do in the meta, I believe, will
2: occur. Right. right? T- taking a good list of great.
1: Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think the general consensus from what we've seen is, or what we talked about is, people aren't having the visceral reactions because there's not a direct list archetype people consistently do not enjoy playing right now. It may be because the first order list that has the highest performing numbers isn't being taken a lot because either people are exploring outside of it or just don't want to play it. Um, and maybe they've just clambered onto stuff in empire, in resistance, in separatist, in Republic, whatever it may be. They don't want to just be the, I don't want to bring what crispy brought. Cause then they'll just say, Oh, that's crispy's list and not mine. Even if I win with it or whatever. Um, right. But I do want to throw this out here too. How much do we think scenarios have played into why people maybe aren't focusing on why a list is performing so well? Because when Nantex were there, you only played one game type.
0: Yep. That was it. I was just about to say that, Brian. <laughs> yeah you, you are. Don't, don't joust the Nantex. That was the game type. <laughs> you are losing like if you're losing those games, you are losing in more than one way. Right? You have more than one you have one than, more than one path to a loss in scenarios, which spreads out maybe some of that um, realization or blaming, right? Because it might be like, hey, listen, I didn't play this scenario here. R- regardless of what I played against, uh, I didn't scramble once and – not surprised that I lost, you know, stuff I mean, we stuff talked like about
1: it. We, I think we all generally agree or mentioned in the past that the, the one weakness of the first order list is salvage. And if it happens to occur on a game, that's pivotal for that list archetype to either have players make it to cut or make it past an elim round. Like they have to get over that hump. And depending on what they face, they may face another list that is really good in salvage. And it might knock them out, but Hey, that's why you got to find a list that is as good as possible in all scenarios or beats the craps out of other uh, lists so much in other ones that it can take an L in a column in one of those scenarios.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will end up seeing here in the next – in a week, we will have crowned a galactic champion. We will know what the top lists are. We will find out. If our um, bold predictions came true or not and we'll see if any of those qualifier champions can uh, can do a repeat super excited about it friends it's, it's gonna be a good time last couple of reminders uh, for things if you want to support the ISO plane initiative please go ahead and check it out shout out to Wade Pichet and Aerodome. Uh, if you want to check out that game the link to the backer kit essentially it's like the splash page for Kickstarter before it actually jumps into it uh, that opens up in a week as well and uh, of course we will see you guys this weekend make sure to tune in and if you're a player go ahead get signed up get your tickets if you're on pending or something like that I'm taking care of all those people tonight and we'll take care of you well, it looks like Marcel's got one last thing to say before we head out request request a request Sorry, from so the one and running. only Marcel Manzano.
3: So next time we do the, um, I-, I forgot what you- what it's called. Raise your mic just a
0: bit closer to your
3: face. So next time we do the, the um, what is it called when we uh, when we get together at your place to play? Ah yes, the Gold the Squadron showdown. showdown. So next time we do the Showdown, uh, we did the uh, Will GM'd. RPG, yeah. Uh, let's do the um, weights game. Do you, you want to do a, an aerodome tournament? Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the day before, and then next day, the, the following day, uh, we can try to take that belt away from Ryan. That's right.
1: We're, I'm co- we're coming for it, Ryan. <laughs> you said showdown, I immediately went to grab the belt. I'm like, I'm here. I got
0: you want some? Come get some that's right that's right i will i will tell you like Wade's not playing around he's got plans for like op like a world championship type of thing like dude's popping off i mean watch out He was
1: part of major part of op for ffg originally so i wouldn't
0: doubt it it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool i'm excited all right that's it for today we will see you this wednesday be smart and be safe gold squadron